Minshew mania has officially arrived in Philadelphia. But everyone needs to calm down. It was the Jets. We're going to talk about it all. Roll the intro. This is the Legal Hands to the Face podcast with Bill Calarula. All right, a big win for the Birds against the New York Jets, 33-18, improving their record to 6-7, and seven, and the playoffs are again a real possibility. But let's first talk about Minshew Mania. Gardner Minshew gets the start. Jalen Hurts, unfortunately, couldn't go because of an ankle injury, so they bring in Gardner Minshew. Man, and does he play well. Goes 20 of 25 for 242 yards, two touchdowns, a quarterback rating of 133.7, and the most important stat, zero turnovers. The guy looked good. In fact, he looked great. But the reason we all need to calm down, there's no quarterback controversy in the city of Philadelphia yet. They were playing the Jets, one of the worst teams in the NFL, one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And if you were watching pregame, the sideline reporter said something that I could not believe. The defensive captain for the Jets, Mosley, told her they did not prepare for Gardner Minshew. They had only prepared all week for Jalen Hurts. I am shocked at that. Sala, the head coach of the Jets, is a great defensive coordinator for the 49ers. You're going to tell me you don't prepare for the backup quarterback when the starter is questionable all week? That's almost a fireable offense, but they don't prepare for Minshew. And I really felt that Sirianni, head coach for the Eagles, Nick Sirianni, did a great job with his play calling yesterday for Minshew. Now, this is a guy did not have a training camp with the Eagles, started his season in Jacksonville, gets traded to the Eagles midseason, was really the third-string quarterback behind Flacco until they traded Flacco to the Jets. So you probably didn't have the whole playbook yet. But Sirianni did a great job of mixing up the play calls. I absolutely loved the tight end screens to Dallas Goddard. They dialed that up a couple times early. It got Minshew comfortable. It got Goddard in the game. Goddard goes on to have an unbelievable game. He was targeted six times. He has six catches for 105 yards and two touchdowns. Just a great game by him. Six different receivers catch a pass in that game. But Sirianni really did Minshew some favors. We've talked about in previous weeks, especially early on in the season, that I didn't think Sirianni did Hurts a lot of favors with the play calling. But Sirianni was brilliant yesterday. Not only in the passing game, the play calls, the running game. They dial up 41 rushing calls, put up another 185 yards on the ground for an average of 4.5 yards a carry. This team is the real deal when it comes to running the football. They're the number one team in the NFL. And they did that yesterday, which was even more impressive, not only without Jalen Hurts, without Jordan Howard, and without your starting right guard, Jake Driscoll. And Driscoll was already the backup. So now you got her big starting. So another offensive line combination. But again, they were able to continuously run the football. But what I loved about Sirianni yesterday is he didn't get away from it. It wasn't always working. And he kept dialing it up, dialing it up. Miles Sanders, 24 carries for 120 yards, an average of five yards a carry. And Sirianni kept feeding him. It's what we've been asking for. And they've been doing it over the last few weeks, and this team has found a formula. And what have we talked about? 
week after week after week. The way for this team to win games, the formula with the defense that they have, which we're going to talk about in a second, but with the defense that they have, the formula to win games is to win the time of possession battle. By running the football effectively, the final numbers, the Eagles had the ball for 35 and a half minutes versus the Jets who only had the ball for 24 and a half minutes. They had the ball for over 11 minutes more. And that game was really won in the third quarter. First half was a little closer than we wanted it to be. Eagles come out in the third quarter. They had the ball, and this is a crazy stat. The Eagles had the ball for 13 minutes and 50 seconds of the 15-minute third quarter. Think about that. They ran 24 plays, and the Jets only ran three. Your defense only had to be on the field in the third quarter for a minute and 10 seconds, and they only had to defend three plays. That is the winning formula for this football team because that defense, again, we're going to talk about it, but not good. But the other statistic I always like to look at for the offense after these games, third down efficiency. So they win the time of possession battle. On third down, they go 6 of 13 for 46%. They also were 1 for 1 on fourth down on that Gardner Minshew quarterback sneak. Great challenge by Nick Sirianni. He's done very well this year in winning his challenges. But I just thought overall a great coaching performance on the offensive side of the ball with a new quarterback, a guy who doesn't have the full game plan. They ran the ball effectively. They threw the ball effectively. They really mixed it up. The one area I'd like to see them improve, in the red zone. They only go one of three yesterday. You got away with it because you're playing the Jets. But against these better teams and these important games coming up, you get into the red zone, you're going to have to put up touchdowns, not just field goals. Especially with this defense. And that's where we're going now. Let's get this out of the way first. The defense was great in the second half. They gave up zero points. They had two sacks, an interception. They hold the Jets to only 18 points another week where they held a team under 20. But that first half was an embarrassment. You're playing one of the worst offenses in the league. You're playing a rookie quarterback in Zach Wilson who has not been very good this year. I think the kid has a bright future, but he's a rookie. He's still getting acclimated to the NFL game. And you let him put up 18 points on the first three drives. Would have been 21 points if the Jets kicker was any good, but he misses his two extra points. Then they had to go for a two-point conversion that failed. But they put up 18 points on the first three drives. That's unacceptable. You know, I think number one, it starts with Jonathan Gannon. Again, a way too passive scheme. You're playing a rookie quarterback who has not gotten acclimated to the NFL speed. Put pressure in his face. Bring your corners up. Play press coverage. Make this kid make some quick decisions. They didn't do that. They let him sit back. He was able to go through his progressions and go through his reads and really start moving the ball and gaining some confidence. I was not happy with that defensive line. You know, fortunately, they do get two sacks in that second half. But this defensive line, there is so much money tied up. They were supposed to be able to dominate football games. We haven't seen it. You know, Josh Sweat finally gets a sack again yesterday, but he's been a guy. They gave him a big contract extension at the beginning of the year. You wanted to see him take that next step. I'm not sure he's going to because he hasn't done it yet. When are we going to see it? Fletcher Cox. Love Fletcher Cox. He's been a stud in this town for a long time. You can start to see he's on the end of his career. He's starting to fade. You got Derek Barnett. He's definitely gone at the end of the year. 
He's on a one-year deal right now. At the, or excuse me, the last year of his deal. He's probably gone. Ryan Kerrigan, my goodness, I haven't heard his name yet. You know, they sign him in the offseason. I have not heard Ryan Kerrigan's name one time in the first 13 weeks of the season. Haven't heard it. So they got to do a better job on this defense of giving them talent because it's not only the defensive line, then you also take a look at our secondary. Outside of Darius Slay and Avante Maddox, we have a real lack of talent in the, in the cornerback room. You saw what happened yesterday. Steven Nelson, number one, I don't think he's been playing that well. He's only on a one-year deal. He gets beat on a touchdown early. They have to bring in McPherson, that rookie. We'll see whether or not he's going to be any good, but he's young. He was a late-round draft choice, but they got a real problem, and then especially in the back of that secondary with our safeties. Anthony Harris, another one-year deal guy. Don't think he's coming back next year. Rodney McLeod, as much as I love McLeod, Another guy who's older, who's battled injuries over his career. So they're really going to have to do a good job of re-ramping that talent on that defense. But again, Gannon's not doing them any favors with how he's dialing up these schemes. So they got to do a better job at scheming. But the formula to win, like we saw yesterday and we've seen in previous weeks, if the offense can control the ball and win the time of possession battle and limit the amount of time that that talentless defense is on the field, you can win football games in the NFL. So not happy with the defense in the first half, but they did bounce back. No points in the second half. They did enough for us to win. So you can't be too angry. But another area the Eagles absolutely have to improve if they want a shot at making the playoffs, special teams. Outside of Jake Elliott, who had another great game yesterday, he's having a great season kicking the football on field goals. Their special teams was atrocious yesterday. You start the game off with a kickoff, and you let the Jets returner bring it all the way down to the 20-yard line. Unacceptable on an opening kickoff. You got to have better kickoff coverage. But what was even more unacceptable was Jalen Rager. That kickoff, first of all, before the kickoff that went over his head landed at the one and stopped, he did that on the kickoff prior to that where he let it go over his head. Luckily, that one bounces through the end zone, and they live to tell about it. But if I'm the special teams coach, after that first time he does that, you're pulling him aside, and you're telling him, you cannot just trust that the ball's going to go into the end zone. Stand in the end zone. Put your feet on the goal line. If the ball goes over your head, you're okay letting it go. But if it's going to bounce in front of you, you have to catch that football. Well, clearly the special teams coach doesn't tell him after the first time because he does it again, and this one could have been a disaster. It lands at the one-yard line. It bounces backwards. Rager has to pick it up, try to return it. They end up getting field position at the six or seven. Unacceptable. They were able to tell about it because it's the Jets, and the Jets stink. But against these better teams, you got to win not only on offense and defense. Special teams is a third of the game. you got to win that too. And not only does Jalen Rager mess up on the kickoff, he muffs a punt. Thankfully, again, he's able to pick it up and make a nice return out of it. But Rager may not be able to return kicks anymore. And you saw them take him out after that kickoff mistake and put in Boston Scott. They got to find a better alternative. I mean, this guy is having a lot of problems and a lot of issues, not only on offense, but now special teams. It may be time to make him go to the bench and refocus. But all in all, they win the game. 33-18, 
They improved their record to six and seven. And now we got a real shot at the playoffs. But before you get into that, I want to hear your guys' thoughts. I'm sure you're all out there. Some of you are probably going crazy for Minshew mania. Why do you think he could pro- should probably start over Jalen Hurts? If you're following along on Facebook or YouTube, comment below. I want to hear what your guys' opinions are. Is Minshew mania here? Should it stay? Should they give the keys back to Jalen Hurts? I mean, in the post game, Nick Sirianni, no doubt about it, when Hurts is healthy, he's going back. He's going to be the starter. I agree with that decision. I don't think Hurts should lose his starting job just yet. What do you guys think? But let's talk playoffs. So the Eagles are going into a bye week. The bye couldn't come at a better time. 13 straight weeks without a bye in the NFL is a long time. But they go into the bye week at 6 and 7. I mean, you got to feel good. I know they should have won against the Jet, uh, the, excuse me, the Giants last week. I know there were other games that were ugly. But you look at this football team that's coming off of a 4-11-1 season, and they're going into their bye at 6-7 and seven with four more games to play, and they got a real shot at the playoffs. You really can't ask for much more. A lot of people thought this season was going to be an absolute disaster. I wasn't one of them. I did think that they would have a decent season. I thought it'd be up and down, kind of how I expected. But they got a real shot at the playoffs. If you look right now, if the season ended today, the Eagles would be on the outside looking in. But the good news is the season doesn't end today. And the two teams that are in front of them for those last two wildcard spots are the San Francisco 49ers and the Washington football team. Believe it or not, the Washington football team is holding that seventh-seeded playoff spot right now. Both of those teams are at 6-6. Six and six. The Eagles are 6-7. and seven. And good news, the Eagles play the Washington football team two more times. The Eagles' remaining schedule after the bye. They got Washington at home. They have the Giants at home. They go on the road against Washington. And then they come back home for Dallas. So they have three of their next four games at home. All four of them against NFC East opponents. They can, If they take care of business, if they can beat Washington, if they can beat the Giants, and then they can beat Washington again, they're probably going to the playoffs. And by that last game of the season against Dallas, that game may not matter to the Dallas Cowboys. So the Eagles have a real shot. They control their own destiny in a lot of respects. And the reason they control their own destiny, I don't know if you guys were watching the red zone yesterday, but what a game for the Detroit Lions against the Minnesota Vikings. The Detroit Lions were 0-10-1. Their head coach, Dan Campbell, has never won a game as an NFL head coach. They went on a last-second touchdown pass by Jared Goff. You would have thought they won the Super Bowl the way they celebrated. It was really cool to see. You know, it just goes to show how competitive these guys are. Even at 0-10-1, where that win means really nothing in the grand scheme of things, it was like winning the Super Bowl for the Detroit Lions. It was beautiful. And as an Eagles fan, you loved it because Minnesota was ahead of the Eagles. Well, they're no longer ahead of the Eagles anymore. So the Eagles are the first spot right behind Washington and San Francisco. So again, they control their own destiny. They got a real shot at making the playoffs. What do you guys think? Do you think they're going to make the playoffs? Do you think this team has enough over the next four weeks to make a move to the playoffs? Again, this bye week is going to be good because we saw Miles Sanders get hurt again yesterday. Obviously, Jalen Hurts wasn't playing. Jordan Howard wasn't playing. We still have Brandon Brooks recovering. Steven Nelson got hurt in that game. Uh, Fletcher Cox got banged up. Jason Kelsey's banged up. You know, we got a lot of players who are banged up. So this bye is coming at a great time. Get them healthy. And then they go on a big four-game stretch 
against Washington, New York, Washington, and Dallas. So what do you guys think? Are they going to make the playoffs? I'm going on record right now. The Philadelphia Eagles will make the playoffs. They will make the playoffs this year. I think they're going to finish the season either 10-7 and or 9-8, and and I think either one of those is going to be enough to push them into the playoffs. Remember, 17-game season this year, and seven teams make the playoffs, unlike previous years where there was six teams. Now, let's just give you guys a refresher here. Previous years, six teams made the playoffs. The top two seeds would get a bye. This year's different. Seven teams make the playoffs, and only the number one seed gets the bye. So really changing the format there. And, man, wild card weekend should be a lot of fun this year. But let's take a look, too. Obviously, we're excited about the playoffs, but we always got our eye on the 2022 NFL draft because we got a lot of work to do with the talent of this team. So let's go to our Wentz watch and our Dolphins watch. Well, the good news, Carson Wentz plays another 100% of the snaps. The bad news, the Colts win again, and the Dolphins win their fifth game in a row. The Miami Dolphins started this season 1-7. and seven. It looked like that draft pick the Eagles were going to get from the Dolphins was going to be a top three pick. They went five games in a row. They're now 6-7. and seven. Tua is playing some great football, the quarterback for the Dolphins, so we'll see what that's going to be. But again, Wentz wins, the Dolphins win, and the Eagles win. So all three of our draft picks dropped a little bit in the order. But again, we're still going to have three first-round picks. They're going to have a lot of ammunition to hopefully either move up in the draft if they have to or get some young defensive talent. That's what I want on this team, young defensive talent. But talking about Carson Wentz, too, just so people understand, he's not having a bad year. But he's also not having an exceptional year either. I mean, they're winning games, but not necessarily because of Carson. He's not losing them games, which is great. But yesterday, they beat the Houston Texans. Carson Wentz only throws for 158 yards. You know, He's not setting the world on fire every single week, but he's managing the games well. I still think he's a good quarterback, but I think injuries have finally caught up to him. I don't think you will ever see the Carson Wentz that we saw in 2017. I think that Carson Wentz is long gone, but I do think he's a good NFL quarterback, and I think it was probably a fair trade. In the grand scheme of things, it looks like Wentz is going to play enough snaps for the Eagles to get that first-round draft pick. Probably a fair trade for both sides. The Eagles get a first-round pick. The Colts get Carson Wentz. I'm going to call him Carson Wentz light because I do not think he's the Carson Wentz from 17. But overall, a fair trade. So as we go into this bye week, what should we be looking for? Well, number one is we want to see those guys get healthy, right? But if you're going to watch NFL football next week, there's a couple of games to keep your eye on. Two really, really important games. Washington is home against the Dallas Cowboys. Never want to root for the Cowboys, but I'll be rooting for the Cowboys this week. We want to see the Cowboys beat Washington, dropping them down in the playoff race. And the 49ers go on the road against the Cincinnati Bengals. And Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, you know, they got a good team in Cincinnati. They're coming off of a loss. So you'd love to see Washington and the 49ers lose, which the Eagles can pick up a game on everybody while they're sitting at home on their couch resting. So be on the lookout for that. But curious to hear your guys' thoughts again about what you're hoping to see the last four weeks of the season. I'm excited. As an Eagles fan, going into this year, you didn't know what to expect with Nick Sirianni. You didn't know what to expect with this team. Sirianni obviously has these guys believing in what he is doing. This season could have gone south real quick in the beginning of the year. It didn't. 
I'm very excited for Nick Sirianni going forward. I think he's really started to evolve as a head coach. He obviously has his players' ear. They listen to him. They play for him. They play hard for him. And he is figuring out play calling. So I am excited. As an Eagles fan, I'm excited. It's the holiday season. Let's get in the holiday spirit. Let's be happy. Let's not create a quarterback controversy. Let's just be happy. The Eagles won. We have a good backup in Gardner Minshew. We have a good starter in Jalen Hurts. Let's see what they can do. Curious to hear your thoughts again. And if you're not following along, what are you waiting for? We're on all your favorite podcast platforms. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Be sure to like, subscribe, share, give us a review. And we'll be back soon. Go Birds!